You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, we'll start looking at the Texans 2019 roster from a salary perspective and see who might be staying and who might be leaving. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land, also host of the Houston Sports Talk podcast. Hope you listen to me over there. I'm alongside my old faithful co-host, Brian Patterson, who runs and contributes to Fansided's House of Houston Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And Brian, uh, we got some news. Got some news today on one Texan player, right? That's right. Right. Uh, you know, our boy, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller has been named to the Pro Bowl uh, because Philip Lindsay is not able to participate. So uh, good for Lamar Miller. As this is arguably the best season of his career. Uh, shattered records all over the place, especially with that 95-yard touchdown run. That is what I remember most about Lamar Miller's season and just how he was able to uh, take down the competition. You know, it was kind of a thud, you know, the way he ended uh, the season. But, uh, you know, good for him. And um, if I remember correctly, is this his first first or second Pro Bowl nomination, I believe? Um, and he deserves it plenty. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Lamar Miller later. But uh, what, what's the other? We did miss something on Monday, right? We missed. Uh, we didn't get a chance to, to mention it. Uh, not a big deal, but the, the Texans have added guys to their roster that you know on the lower end. You would say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to talk about these. These guys are fighting uh, to make the team. They want a shot. Yeah, you got to talk about these eight guys. Uh, Gerald Adams, tight end. Yeah, the Texans uh, signed these players to uh, reserve future contracts. So Gerald Adams is one of them. Um, he's a tight end. Davin Bellamy, um, we got to see a bit of him in the preseason, and he flashed a little bit with some plays, so it's good that the Texans have invested some stock in him. Josh Ferguson, I haven't had a chance to see him. Chris Landrum, outside linebacker. Marquise Shakir, uh, he's a, a guard um, out of Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I think I know a few alumni that are that are from there. <laughs> and then David Steinmetz, uh, he's also a uh, he's a tackle, offensive tackle um, out of Purdue. He's a rookie. And our good boy, uh, our good friend, uh, Jester Wee, um, he has been signed to a reserve contract uh, right out of Pittsburgh. That was a guy we hoped that would make an impact early because we were thinking, was it going to be a battle between he and Vincent Smith? But ultimately, Vincent Smith, <laughs> he got himself, you know, onto the roster. And then finally, Isaac Whitney, uh, wide receiver. So um, all this just says is that, you know, they just want to wait and see on these guys and see if they have something. And, you know, maybe they'll be on the practice squad. I, I would definitely see Jester somewhere, hopefully closer to the active roster uh, to the 53, maybe next year. But um, we'll, we'll have to see. It's going to be a big competition next year. It's going to be a big offseason the Texans. There was one Texan player who was the captain of a championship team this week, Brian. You know who I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I already know. I already know. It's uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson. You know he was going to be present. He was a guest of honor. Honorary captain. Honorary captain of uh, Clemson. Uh, congratulations to them for winning the, the national Championship. I don't, I, I don't mind when anybody beats the crap out of Alabama, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> oh, that was just delicious um, in terms of what I saw on TV uh, yesterday. And I'm using the word delicious. I know it's not food, but watching that, Alabama go down, finally – 
great. I mean, because you you, you got to love Clemson because a good chunk of our team uh, has Clemson players. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Reader, those guys are all excited about it. Brian, yeah. I, I thought we'd, we might run through the Texans roster from the largest salary all the way down until we get to the minimal players. It's the main thing we want to talk about in this show. We can try to figure out where the Texans might dump a salary to make extra room for a free agent or to re-sign one of their own players. Now, it's important to understand for those who might be new to how the NFL roster works. There are a few things you might need to know. NFL contracts are almost never fully guaranteed, except in the rare case of Kirk Cousins. So when you release a player who you hear the term dead cap money, the best way to explain it, and Brian, I'm going to go through this. If I screw anything up, you just come back and, and uh, re-explain it and uh, correct me. But the best way to explain it is when you sign a new contract, the bigger deals will have a signing bonus. The signing bonus is guaranteed. Now, that money is usually split up over the course of the contract. For example, if you got a $15 million signing bonus, a team might you know, have $10 million of it applied to the first year and $5 million applied to the second year. That money counts against the cap for uh, those years at, at those numbers, the contract might be four years, but the team, you know, the teams like to, they like to front load that bonus so they can have the option to release the player in year three or four without hurting the cap for those years. Uh, Brian, does that all make sense? It's weird because the NFL is easily the pro league that has the most complicated salary caps for fans to grasp. Yeah, and you could thank the players for voting for something to be approved like this. Hopefully, on their next contract negotiation, that. You know, it's like the players are losing a lot because, you know, none of this is really guaranteed. You know, I would love to see the players push for something that's more guaranteed for themselves. But, yes, you did a great job of explaining it. So when you when you hear us refer to dead cap money, which you're about to hear us say quite a bit, that that's the guaranteed money that counts against the cap next year. So if, if the Texans decide to release a player, they're still going to be paying that money no matter what. So just keep that in mind. And I'll start uh, with. J.J. Watt, who's the highest paid Texan next year. He's making $15 million, $2 million in dead cap money. You ready to get rid of him, Brian? He's kind of weighing us down a little bit, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You just, you know, 16 sacks and uh, just, uh, you know, with, with the way he's able to, you know, make his presence known uh, out there on the field. I mean, it was kind of a... He kind of limped a little bit to the finish line. It, it, it sounds like you're, you, you think he's a good player and we, we got to keep him around. <laughs> I wish we could keep him up for something a little cheaper than $15 million. I mean, maybe they could restructure his contract. I would love for that to happen. But, again, the guy has done so much for the city. You're talking about restructuring the guy. He's making $15 million, Brian. He's still one of the one of the best players on defense in the NFL. That That's cheap by today's standards. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, unless I'm missing something, that's pretty cheap, $15 million, actually. That was a great deal, a great deal to – that they signed with JJ a few years ago, I thought. Let's get to some of these other guys. But first, you know, just a reminder, you know, our partners over at MyBookie with another big round of playoff games this weekend. If you think you might, you might be able to make a couple of bucks, go to MyBookie.ag because, you know, we always tell you this, but it's important because who you're betting on, it's just as important as who you're betting with. And they've been in business for years. Uh, the reviews are fantastic. Their mobile site, uh, which you guys should definitely get, is or definitely look at it's easy to use we can only recommend a service that's been good to us too that's why we urge you to make your way to my bookie with the, their in-game live betting over unders on fantasy points scored the most rewarding player perks in the business and don't forget we've got a deal just by listening to us 
you just got to deposit your money after 6 p.m. You get an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. So uh, use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate that offer. My bookie, they're going to match you dollar for dollar. And if you wait till 6 p.m., you can get that extra $25 free play by using our exclusive promo code. Just go ahead and do it. Wait till after dinner. Take that extra money. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, we continue going through the Texans roster from highest paid to lowest in 2019. Next up is Demarius Thomas. He's due $14 million next year. None of it guaranteed, which means the Texans will not pay any of that money. There's no way. If they think he can come back from the Achilles next year, they'll offer him an inexpensive new deal. And Brian, I just don't see it happening with his injury history. I don't. I don't feel like... They're going to want to invest in him, especially when we saw what happened with Deontay Foreman and how long it took for him to come back from from that this year, which he really never did. It's a great point that you brought up, but I would I'd like to see him back to see if he has it. Uh, you know, anything like under a million. I mean, something very minimal in terms of the contract. But no, there's no way. I think even if Demarius Thomas ended the season healthy, they wouldn't have offered him that that type of deal. They wouldn't have guaranteed that fourteen oh, million no, unless. No, no. Yeah, it's just it wasn't going to happen, even with that in mind when they traded for him. Yeah, they they probably would have restructured it, and you know he he just unfortunately it's just terrible for him. He lost, you know, some money, but you know I I'm, I, I can't cry. I mean, you know, these guys make they 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 should be fine. <laughs> oh, he's definitely fine. All that money he made with Denver. Yeah, oh, I know he's all right. Yeah, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, he's making fourteen mil. He's not going anywhere. Kevin Johnson, though. Doing $9 million base salary. There's no dead cap money. All right, Brian, what do you do with Johnson? It feels like an easy decision, but, you know, there's been those times where he's shown incredible promise, and God knows they need a cornerback that can do something. He needs to retire. Uh, all those concussions he racked up, especially going into last season, and then uh, the few that he got this season, um, you know, it's starting to become a situation where he's endangering his health when he goes out there on the field. And uh, safety is important. He he needs to be able to live. He needs to be able to to see his family. If if he has kids, he wants to be able to to be around for them. And CJ had to make that tough decision. Kevin will have to as well. Um, the Texans will not make that decision for him. I think, honestly, I mean, they're not going to force his hand, but they're going to try to influence him and say, hey, I, I, we think you need to hang it up. I think he's going to be released, uh, and I don't think he's coming back. I just don't think they, they want to spend money on another season of Kevin Johnson playing a couple of games and then being out for the rest of the year. It's just happened too much. Uh, he's gone. Aaron Colvin will make a base salary, speaking of cornerbacks, of $8.7 million. Uh, 10.5 is guaranteed. So, Brian, you know, they might as well run it back and see if he's healthy and his skills are better than they were this season. Uh, there's no choice. You know, they, they've they got to uh, try Aaron Colvin again because there, there's no point in getting rid of him. You might as well, with with, with all that money guaranteed, you, you got to throw him out there again and, and hopefully he gets it cor- corrected. Yeah, it, yeah, run it back with Aaron Colvin. Yeah, here's the deal, though. Romeo has got to figure out a way to incorporate him. I mean, I know he's trusting with the system, but you've got to make these players fit uh, 
you know, into your mold. And we didn't see that this season. You know, they slowly brought him back. And then when he was healthy, they seemed like they didn't want to integrate him more. Um, They've got to do that with uh, Aaron Kova because I do think he's a talent and um, he's just needs an opportunity out there. That's still a bargain for uh, a pretty darn good corner. I just think he needs that opportunity. So, of course, yes, let's go on and guarantee that money. He was just a slot guy for the most part with the Jags, and I think we found out why. He just he can't handle the big boys at cornerback, and feels like a mistake, a big mistake by Brian Gain. His his the one big exit against Brian Gain, I think. You think he can handle it better than Sharice Wright? I know he can. <laughs> I know it's not saying much, but <laughs> yeah, let's set another bar. Let's set a bar beyond Sharice Wright. Okay, uh, let's set another bar. Bernard Bernard McKinney's making seven and a half million. Uh, he ain't leaving. So let's move to the next one, which might be the most interesting decision the Texans have of this entire group. Uh, Whitney Merciless, he isn't super expensive. He's making $7.3 million with $1 million in dead cap. What are you thinking with Whitney, Brian? What, what do you do? Well, obviously, uh, in the offseason, rumblings were about an extension for Whitney. But again, with this injury, you know, they played it safe and, and let him play through his deal. I'm, I'm leaning toward with Whitney. Let's go in and bring him back because you never know what's going to happen. Luckily, with the defensive line, um, those guys remain pretty healthy. But what if somebody went down and Whitney Merciless would have had to emerge and expand his role? Um, That might have happened this season, and then his numbers would have gone up. You may have seen more pass rush out of him than you did this season. So I'm all for keeping that. $7.3 million is not that much money. Let's go in and bring him back. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you would release him. I I said this in an earlier show, and I might have said this a couple of times, but I I just want people to put this in the back of their mind. I mean, look, if if Romeo is the defensive coordinator, he just can't figure out how to use Clowney, Watt, and Whitney all on the field at the same time doing what they should be doing. That's been a problem from the moment that Clowney came on the scene and they just can't figure it out. Whitney... You know, I I think this is a, a deal where you need to consider trading him. I, I don't know what his value is low because he had such a poor year. But, I mean, if you could get, for instance, a fourth-round pick for Whitney Merciless, I, you know, with what they've done with him, I just don't see the $7.3 million allocated in a good way with Whitney Merciless and Duke Edgefor. Uh, if you need somebody to come in and, and be that extra pass rusher, um, in fact, you know, Edgefor, I, I think would would definitely step in for Whitney Merciless in that position, and, and he's much cheaper. And, and I think that's what they've got to do right here. I, I just, I, I, you know, I say a fourth round draft pick. It, it doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, for what you think Whitney Merciless might be worth, but you know, if you could get a third, great. It's just, I, you know, everybody always. Uh, the fans, I say, I should say, always in their minds, Brian, they, they think the price of a guy on their team is higher than it is. And, and there's just not a lot of deals made with, with guys making a significant salary in the NFL. That's this is, this is a fact of life. Yeah, and with Whitney, it, pretty much it's all in his hands on how much of a season that he's going to have in 2019. Um, if he were to be traded, it's going to be before the deadline because people are going – GMs are going to want to see – what they are going to have on their hands if they're going to trade some of their assets. So this isn't going to be a trade that's going to happen before the season starts. 
Whitney is going to be on the 53-man roster and playing. Uh, and, you know, guys are going to want to see what's under the hood before they go and, and try to make a deal for them. So that that's what I'm saying. But that's not a bad idea. I, I wouldn't be totally opposed to it because of the depth that this team has. And you mentioned Duke Edgeofor, which is coming on just fine as far as his development. But um, I'd like to run it back on Whitney Merciless. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I don't think you have to wait. I don't think if you're an, another team, you don't have to wait for Whitney to start this. He he was healthy. That's not the problem. It's just, you know, if they're going to if some if a team's going to make a deal, they want to get him in camp. They want to get him in their system. I Anyway, I, I'll just disagree with you there. We got, we got a few more players to hit on in a sec. But just a quick reminder that if you if you're enjoying the show, spread the word. Um, and hey, we, we've added a new way for you to be a part of the conversation. Just leave us a voice message uh, with your Texans opinion or question. We'll put it on the podcast. Call 903-265-9629, 903-265-9629. We'll include the number in the show description because you know, I know you guys don't have a pen and paper a lot of times when you're listening to this. Uh, you can also email LockedOnTexans at mail.com for questions or comments. Remember, we want you to be a part of the conversation and don't forget, if you got that new smart speaker for the holidays, just tell it to play podcast Locked On Texans. Just say that, and boom, we're right there for you. It'll play it wherever you are. I'm sure in the house, it, it's very convenient. All right, let's finish off the bigger salaries on the Texans roster. And Brian Lamar Miller, uh, it's at $7.25 million for next year with $1 million in dead cap. I don't see a scenario where they get rid of him. No way. Especially with the Pro Bowl uh, nomination, nah, but, Pro Bowl, but, the Schmo Bowl. It's not. <laughs> what do you mean with the Pro Bowl? Like they care? It, it, that has nothing to do with nothing. Don't they get incentives for going to the Pro Bowl? Don't they get a little extra money uh, in their pocket for that or something like like that? I mean, it's good to have that on your resume. It's one of those resume builders. But but let me tell you this: Le'Veon Bell is a free agent. And you know Brian Gaines is going to check in on that. No, I, I don't I don't know that. Stay close, Lamar. No, I I, I don't know if they're gonna check on Levy. Levy and Bell did, did not make a lot of friends for NFL guys. It, it's not a Texans move. Maybe Brian Gaines will be different. I just you know, bringing in a guy that's been sort of a disruptor and kind of as a meek, I just don't see that, Brian. I just don't. I don't know if he if if you want to win and you want a, a, a dynamic running back that's going to be able to Lamar Miller was was good for this team this season but was he great was he able to steamroll over the competition no. Le'Veon Bell is a game changer that's a game changer and you bring that guy in because once you hook him up with Deshaun Watson I'm telling you this offense has taken off but I, I agree with you I think that they need to look for running backs in free agency I think that's the the position where you can yeah. get guys for depth at least yeah yeah for, well for depth forget depth they, they they need somebody that can be right there with Lamar I want to see them get a new starter and maybe they're going to find it in the mid rounds of the draft you never know I mean you say a mid round draft pick's going to be a start hey We've seen some really good running backs go in the middle rounds in the NFL draft. Uh, let me let's go on. Zach Fulton making seven point seven million, six point five in dead money. Jonathan Joseph four point five million, no dead cap money. Calamete's at four million dollars. I'm just going to say Fulton, Joseph, Calamete, they're all locks. The money's not that significant, and they can still contribute. The only other player on the entire list of the of the Guys making bigger money. When I say like we're talking, you know, with three million and up, is uh, Johnson Batamosi. He's due to make three point two five million, Brian, with five hundred thousand in dead cap. 
I'm not sure if you couldn't get somebody who could help you at corner and be what Badamosi was on special teams at a cheaper price. That's something that I'm wondering about. Maybe they get rid of him. I don't know. He's the highest paid currently, the highest paid special teams player in the NFL right now. And he sure didn't play it like it last season. They were paying for his versatility. He was terrible at corner. Uh, he was not even close to okay you know, on special teams. So what kind of value you have when you're paying a man uh, three and a quarter uh, you know, for the season? And that's what he's, his hit's going to be uh, next season. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, they've. I know they can do better than what um, Johnson has done, or or maybe they're just saying, okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to give you another season. Let's see where it goes, and it might be a cut in the middle of the season. Look what happened to Sammy Coates. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I just I don't like the roster spot taken up by him because they don't they don't trust him at cornerback, and they, they got guys that are good special teams players. You know, assuming that he's healthy again. Columbia was fantastic. He was the star on special teams. They got to get him uh, going again for next year. But they've got guys, I think, that can do the job on special teams. And I think Seeley knows what he's doing. So you don't have to go out and throw, you know, that kind of money at a special teams guy when it's really not necessary. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, some interesting thought. I mean, to me, Whitney Merciless is a very interesting one. Keep that in the back of your mind. But, uh, you know, the, the Texans, if you look at their overall roster, Brian, I think they they've you know they have they don't have any stupid money out there for, for the most part. I mean, Aaron Colvin is the closest thing of all these guys where you go, eh? That that that's you know the, the money that you're spending on him for what the value that you got is just not good. But but otherwise, that the, the rest of the roster looks like it's uh, very reasonable all the way through. It's pretty reasonable the rest of the way. You know, Ryan Griffin, you know, I, I would love, you know, for some reason to, to cut him from the roster. But again, he's your most experienced tight end. And obviously, you, you say for some reason. What reason would that be, Brian? Why would you want to get rid of Ryan Griffin? He's just not good. He's not a good <laughs> I was like, for some reason, we know the reason. He stinks. Yeah, he's not in stink. He's just, he's just a guy. I mean, I don't know. I, hey, good guy. I've met Ryan. He's a super nice guy, but... Yeah, Ryan Griffin, this isn't personal, but Ryan Griffin, yeah, he he probably should get released because Jordan Aikens basically is the same thing, and you got him for cheaper for the next few years. So um, anyway, we're, we're going to talk more about the the salary. We've got you know more on free agency and stuff like that as, as the offseason continues, but uh, give us your thoughts. Let us know, you know, LockedOnTexans.mail.com. Uh, try our new phone number, you know, put us a, put a voice message on that thing, and we'll We'll go check it out. Uh, don't forget uh, our friends all through the LockedOnTexans.com uh, family. They're working on stuff, putting up stories. Uh, LockedOnTexans.com is the place to go. HouseOfHouston.com for all of Brian's work. And Houston Sports Talk where my guest uh, this, uh, I think it was, well, yeah, it was uh, earlier today. My, it's, my brain's freezing up. I had... Clutch Fans founder David Hardesty. We got into everything that's going on with the Rockets and James Harden's genius. Don't forget Locked on Rockets, of course. Uh, you guys know that over with Ben Dubose. He's doing a fantastic job. But uh, That's all we got for this one. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.